right. Welcome to Trust the Journey. I'm Melanie Curtis. And I'm Jason Maletsky. Our mission is to live, laugh, love, and learn together with you. We're here to create conscious connections to grow and contribute through our practice of openness, honesty, vulnerability, humility, and trust. Trusting the entire journey. Yeah, amen. Right on, family. If you want to find us on the internet, go to trustthejourney.today. So that's our website. Website It's our Instagram. If you want to join us in the Trust the Journey family, where we expand the conversation uh, from the podcast with each other and support each other, you can donate on Patreon at any amount. Literally $1 will get you in there. Uh, So yeah, please join us in there. And we would love to have you there as well. And or keep listening, keep sharing these episodes as you're inspired, as you think they will help other people. And that is amazing, too. So right on. Let's let's dive in. How are you doing, Mel? I'm well. I'm well. Today, uh, today feels like a, a good day. Good. You know, I feel positive energy in my being. I feel rested which hasn't been the case in every day lately, you know? So it's really mm. depends. Most days pre-COVID, pre-recently, I would feel this way a lot because I prioritize sleep and I, you know, didn't have too many stresses on my shoulders. You know what I mean? And so it's been a really interesting up and down experience as we've talked about but that continues to be the case for me. And so that's why when I say today's a good day, I really believe that every day is a good day, even if I don't feel good, every day is a good day. But yeah, today I feel, I feel, I feel solid today, which is notable. <laughs> I guess that's why I'm sharing it. <laughs> the, the past month, couple of months, I haven't necessarily felt super solid every single day. I think we can all relate with that. Yeah. Yeah, definitely been challenging times in everybody's lives right now for keeping any kind of consistent emotional state. I would say that's that's far from what we've been experiencing. Um, I've seen pretty much everybody that I know and care about and keep in contact with having one roller coaster of a ride, you know, yeah. uh, as a general experience across the board right now. How are you doing? Um. Today I'm a little blurry. I'm a little foggy. I'm taking some pain meds. Um, I woke up this morning in searing, burning pain. First ah. thing that to wake up to. So, um, it, it is something I've learned to live with, but it definitely challenges the day. You know, when of course. when I you know start off with they say, "Oh, what's your pain level?" and I'm like a nine. Oh, man. You know, so. Um, it's manageable. It just means life has to be different, you know? Mm-hmm. So I'm a little cloudy. Uh, I've been taking some Kratom at night, which is a plant that helps me sleep better. At least I get a good night's sleep, which I'm super grateful for. So I'm grateful. Yeah. Um, and it's rainy. Woke up to early morning storms this morning, patter patter on the rooftop. You know, here in the raindrops falling and it's like full on summertime, you know, it's 85 degrees outside and 100% humidity and 
pouring down rain. So it's kind of an indoor day for me, I'd say. And I've got, overall, I feel good. Um, I'm being very productive with my time and moving forward on a few long-term projects. That have, something I guess I want to say is like, I've been on some long-term projects for a while now. Not not just me. This one's 47 years in. <laughs> right. right. <laughs> you know, but I've got a couple other projects that I've been working on for some time. And they're long-term, you know, years of time into them. And sometimes that process, you know how easy it is to get just waver in attention or enthusiasm or can you even see the end of the light at the end of the tunnel? So those kinds of things. Um, but I feel like... I've made some solid headway in the last few months and I'm starting to really see the light. Like I'm getting closer and closer. I'm like, okay, I can actually see this reaching an end at some point in the foreseeable future and not just an infinite, you know, unending workload. Right. Uh, So that's really nice. That's nice to kind of be looking forward to a change in pace, you know? Yeah. That's actually partly why, uh, partly part of my struggle recently, the struggle experience I've had recently is, and again, this is not a complaint. I'm, uh, we've been working on our team highlight, which is our demonstration jump team. And when COVID hit and all this stuff, we had to pivot certainly from in-person large events. And we did, and we pivoted to doing the jumps. If and the circumstances were admissible safely around the pandemic and everything to still do the jumps and and do them with a live feed so like a live feed with a production team coming with us and stuff like that and so that's been great in the sense that we had a lot of work around that to get those pieces in place we're still working on that stuff what I'm fi- what I had been finding for like my experience is that I was because I'm in a leadership role in that on that team and for that project, even though I have co-lead, you know, Amy's my co-lead on that project and it's uh we are working together and that's super awesome. What I find myself experiencing is a lot of decision fatigue. Where I'm like, holy shit balls. Yeah. Jay's giving me a big thumbs up. Give yeah. me two of those, actually. Double, double thumbs up. Two of those. Well, and yeah. yeah. And so I've been reflecting on that and and going, cool, okay, I've felt decision fatigue before, you know, really trying to think about it and, and process it with awareness, breathe through it, because it really brings a frazzled energy and a, and a, not a defeated energy because that's not how I feel, but I think that if it if it continues, if if feeling like you make a decision and then you have to immediately make a new decision or just you just have a lot of decisions, any version of that experience is I think hard on people's uh, energetic because it takes energy to think about what to do and then to courageously you know, execute upon that decision. And that's, and I say courageously because I mean, anytime you're in a leadership role, you are answering to other people, like meaning other people are looking to you. So you have that experience of their judgments around what you choose. 
And uh, I'm not really at risk, I don't feel like, of much negative repercussions relative to that. Um, But there are, you know, always something like that. There's always stuff like that available, or I'm not saying this very well, but there's always that experience is probable or, or possible when you are in a public facing situation. And so for us, this is partly why I'm convicted to if we can safely do our skydives and do our demonstration jumps with COVID, that we if we can safely execute them, I feel convicted around doing them because we are it's not like we're jumping for fucking Doritos. You know what I mean? We're jumping for a message of equality. We're jumping for ideally serving to mobilize the vote. You know, so we're jumping for things that I feel like actually will make a difference and make an impact on the future of our world. And that matters to me. So that makes me go, I'm going to stay engaged in this process, even though every day we're being faced with new information that makes us potentially change our decision. We are being faced with new information every day that makes us shift how we're executing. So there's, you make decisions and then immediately in this environment lately, so many things have been changing. New creative energy has to go into our messaging. New creative energy has to go into just communicating with our teammates and putting together the plan of how we will just do everything. So that's been super intense. I, again, it's not a complaint because I love it. I'm so grateful. I'm more just saying it's been intense. My bandwidth has been at its edge every single day. So that's why when I show up today, this morning, and I'm like, I feel pretty solid. That's actually weird to feel. <laughs> completely relate. Yeah. Absolutely understand. Yeah. Yeah. You know, I haven't heard the term decision fatigue in the past. That's the first time I've heard it used. And as soon as you said it, I'm like, oh, man, that's one of the huge things that I suffer from on a regular basis is just constantly having to make choices, especially when managing, right? Like managing projects. And so even a personal project I've been working on for quite some time is this van build. Uh, So I've bought myself a Sprinter van. It's been a dream of mine to own a Sprinter van and build it out and have something that I can travel around in and live out of and go adventuring. And and I don't want to live out of it permanently, like full time, but I want something that can be super comfortable and kind of fulfill my dreams of what that might be. And I don't, uh, I'm not a wealthy guy, you know, like I've come from a very poor upbringing. And so the idea of owning a Sprinter van is like, man, it's a huge investment. And and then making all the decisions about where to spend money and not spend money. And is this going to have value or not have value? And do I make the right choice or the wrong choice? And constantly, every single day, finding that you make a choice that turns out to be the wrong choice or doesn't work properly or you're going to have to do it all over again or what you know and this can relate to any path that any of us are on i'm just using this example because it's the one that's been busting my knuckles lately you know and constantly going okay put all this thought into it put us all this energy researched did my research did good research really thought it through put a lot of decision making weighed all the pros and cons made a choice waited it out made the decision install everything and it's wrong i know i know start again (laughs) i 
laugh not because it's funny, but because it's extreme. And it's so <laughs> like just comically the human experience. I am with you. <laughs> so there, there's been this thing that I've been experiencing lately, and I guess this is called maturity. I don't oh. know. I've never experienced it before, so maybe that's what it is. <laughs> but it's this thing where something like that happens. Like I break something that I paid a lot of money for, or I do all the work to install something and it completely doesn't work. And I just look at it and go, huh, oh, that didn't work. <laughs> or I'm going to have to do that over again. And it just goes by like, where normally I would like punch something or curse and swear or like just some kind of emotional outbreak. Instead, I just kind of stare at it like I'm high and just go, huh. <laughs> and then realize I'm just going to have to carry on from there and keep moving Shrug. forward. Shrug. Okay. Okay, cool. Uh, you know? Yeah. Most of the time, that's how it works for me. Most of the time, if when I am at my edge... And what I mean by at my edge, and I, I mean this in the sort of not awesome way, when I'm at my edge of like my bandwidth is fully used up, like I have nothing no, nothing left such that I could execute at the level of quality that I am committed to executing at. So that's the distinction is like, could I continue to do things? Yeah, it's not like I'm going to keel over and, and fall asleep or die. It's that... I'm at my edge of where I feel like I can execute at the high quality. So there's a little bit of, you know, the perfectionist in me that's still trying to heal, that's still trying to run the show behind the scenes that shows up in those moments and, and, and runs that, that fear, that fear of, oh, I'm past my point of being able to execute awesomely. Therefore, I am at quote unquote risk. So I, I watch for that. And it's not to say that I need to take on more and more things. It's more just to recognize that just to slow down, just to slow down a little bit more in those moments to breathe when that frazzled energy tries to take me over and to just speak a little bit more slowly and to just process it a little bit more slowly. And that alone can help me dis like get rid of that little old shred of perfectionism that's wanting to and thinking that she needs to like answer perfectly right that second versus processing what the actual situation is, is that I have a lot on my plate that maybe I can't handle the way that I would automatically, but if given a little bit of thought, I can surely handle. You know what I mean? So that's yeah. sort of what I've been doing to, to process and to work with those edge moments where I could easily break down and just freak out. This is your own quality control speaking up, right? And what it is, is it's our choice to have a value investment return uh, standard. So, yeah. we, you know, and you say perfectionism and I shake my head. I'm like, nah, this is not perfectionism. This is just you recognizing that when I hit a certain point, my ability to process degrades and my ability to deliver degrades yep. and the, the value of what I'm going to get back for my investment isn't going to be as high as it can be when I'm operating at my full potential. So you know there's going to be a reduction in the value of the work that you're delivering, whatever you're doing, because of the circumstances that surround it. And that's not perfectionism. That's just a recognition of who we are and how things work for us, you know? Yeah, standard. Thank you for that. No, I appreciate yeah. that reframe a lot because yeah. I believe that's also true. Absolutely. I know the same yeah. thing for me. I hit yeah. a certain point where in the evening time, my brain stops being as clear 
and it's time for me to sit down. I should switch modes. I should get something to eat. I should be going into resting, recuperation, rebuild yep. state and stop pushing on something. But at the same time, I know I might go push myself through that because there's a time limit or a deadline or something, but it's, I have to recognize that what I'm likely to deliver in that time is probably not going to be my best work, but it's still going to be my work, you know, mm -hmm. so it represents the whole me. I'm just, I better not be doing my uh, thesis, right, you know, right. yeah, you know, it all depends yeah. what it is that we have to deliver, you know, if, if I'm looking to make my, you know, the work of my life, then I, I'm going to, I'm going to leave it. I'm going to go yeah. rest. And if it's just, you know, something that I need to do in the short term and it's not as high value concern, then yeah, maybe I'll follow through. One more thing I want to add in there. I actually have come to really like strike a value in this is something I've realized, um, and this has been happening, this happened my whole life, but I think many of us will be able to relate to this as well. There's a certain part of us where when we're operating sharp and clear, we're like, okay, Mel got out of bed feeling good today. You know, I'm like, I'm ready to like take over the world and go charge forward and like make a positive impact and everything. And I'm like, yeah. <laughs> yeah. And, and then that's awesome, right? And that's going to be a certain kind of like the, the, the instrument is tuned, you know, and it's going to sound beautiful even if you don't play it perfectly because it's right in tune. But then there's also something for like when you work hard late at night or you're beyond your best or you're a little bit out of it or kind of loopy and things are kind of crazy and then there's sometimes this creative piece that spurs into action when we're outside of our range of like keeping things in tune per yep. se and we're just playing because we like to push ourselves and we like to be challenged and we like working hard and we come up with some really cool stuff when it's sloppy, you know, when when the instrument's a little out of tune and we just learn to play it anyways, you know, and I some, love that stuff. Yes. Oh, gosh. Some of my best writing comes in those moments when I'm like, ah, you know, I'm just like at just over just literally over that edge. And I'm like, it's, it's that creative outlet. Yeah. It, that like I need to express. I mean, and not everybody necessarily has that same uh need, you know, I, I believe we all have a need to be expressive, to self-express and to be seen and heard in a, on a certain level for each of us. And I just happen to have an outlet for that that is connected to my work, which is ironically both therapeutic and valuable in, on a work level. And so because I believe that being raw and real and vulnerable, much like what we do on the podcast, is of high, high, high service to the world and to me, of course, but to all of us collectively for each of us to do that. So yeah, but seriously, when my the some of the best writing I've ever done is when I am just over the edge and I'm just in flow and I'm in exhaustion and I'm in frustration and I just express what's real. Yeah. I found the same thing if I'm in the garage at midnight and I'm cranking on something that I've been building or creating and part of me's like half lit and I'm like, whatever, I'm just getting this thing done, you know? <laughs> right. And then the next thing you know, they're like, oh, here's an idea. Oh, I do this and here's something and then off you go. And so I guess I just wanted to throw that on the pile of things to consider, you know, about the yeah. whole game because we are the whole package, right? And I, I, this is what's been inside of my mind lately. So just checking in a bit. 
being human is crazy, right? It's, yes. I don't know if anybody thinks we got this figured out or not, but this whole experience is nuts. Everything about being born, being squirted out, and then having to figure out this whole painful body existence communication thing, and then learning to deal with emotions and learning what pain feels like and what happiness feels like. All this stuff is just wacko. Like, what in the hell is going on here? <laughs> right? So and then you die. You know? And then you're dead. And then you die. And you're like, I don't know if I figured it out or not. Maybe I'm going to have to go back and take another round. You know? <laughs> I know. I know. What in the hell is going on here, people? Uh, Somebody can figure this out. Shoot me a message. I a big yawn come in when you said that. <laughs> I feel like that's related. <laughs> it's like, wow. I'm kind of tired of this. this, is, this I, I woke is up good and then I just had a huge yawn. I feel like that is very telling. Mm. <laughs> I'm ready. <laughs> Oh my God! One of the things I'm working on too is our uh, our graphic memoir. I think I mentioned it the other day. Yeah. Maybe I didn't, but we're working on it. We got selected for this program, so we're doing a lot of work. We're doing query letters, and we're working on the workbook. And you know, but that book is um, I just love it so much. But one of the pillars in that book is that the medicine is always different, and I love that because sometimes the medicine is like, fuck it. You know, and you just go and you go dive in the ocean. And other times it's like, I need to talk to a friend. And other times it's, I need to actually stay focused and hunker in and make progress so that I get past that point where I feel accomplished. And other times it's sleep. And other times it's having a drink or two or five with your friends. Or, you know, and I, again, I invite that discussion. We always have talked about that. But meaning like these choices that we make, the medicine can, is really often always different maybe it's a run maybe it's you know how do we get endorphins into our body maybe all of these things it's just something i i often consider for myself like what is the medicine now like and i try to be aware of what i choose even if it's in that moment even if it's in that moment where i'm like fuck it oh i just need to forget about it and stop trying to control everything or just stop trying to think about everything and just let myself go, you know? So sometimes it's that. You know, I mean, we, we've already told our stories on this show many times about our skydiving histories. And sometimes, the, I mean, simple is, sometimes the best medicine is that like, fuck it, and yeah. jumping out the door and going for it and facing right into it. And other times it's like, I'm staying home. Yeah, I'm yeah. sitting on my couch. Yeah, I mean, fuck it can be a dangerous choice. I don't ever advise that when it comes to things that matter. I really don't advise it when things that, yeah. when it comes to things that have potentially uh, life-altering outcomes. I but I do I... recommend it when it comes to play, when it comes to freedom of experience in nature, when it comes to freedom in connection and relationship, although there is emotional risk there. But I, I don't recommend it. I do recommend it on one side and I don't on the other. And of course, I was saying that in the context of like overcoming my own fear kind of yeah. sense, you know, like I'm not going to not going to sit behind this wall of myself, you know. Absolutely. <coughs> Absolutely. Oh, what's coming up for you right now? I'm in pain. Oh, I'm, I'm so I'm sorry, full, man. There's burning 
pins and needles running uh. down my arm like mad right now. So I'm just sitting here just managing. Got a big old ice pack on my desk desk <sighs> next to me. And I'm so sorry that you're having to good. experience that. Yeah. I'm happy That's to be able to feel. Knock, yeah, knock on wood. I mean, I, I haven't had a lot of experience with physical pain in my life thus far. I hope not to have that experience because the people that I have learned about that experience from, it sounds very challenging. So I acknowledge you being here and showing up even in that. Thank you. It's no big deal. Yeah. So what else is going on in the land of Miss Melanie Curtis? Mm, Well, I mean, I'm still... Per usual and per what we talked about, you know, I'm still listening and learning. I'm still being in the anti-racist work in the ways that I can be and that are feeling aligned and, and good for me. Uh, and in the other ways, I'm, I'm listening, I'm learning, and I'm still in that. Uh, given I, the reason I bring that up is because it's not something I would share before ever I would just keep it I would just keep it to myself but that you know so I think it's just important to acknowledge especially because it's so easy when it comes to hard things it's super easy and we've talked about this relative to growth period it's just so easy to just stop you know like you get the swell of everyone's talking about black lives matter in the in the news and everyone's talking about how we can make change and how we can be of service and how we can listen and learn and then life comes back in you know life comes back in and we don't prioritize that because of other other values or other priorities that we uh you know deem as more important or we just go back to autopilot and i'm not to not saying that i've never done that i certainly have uh, so the only reason I bring that up is that I want to model that I'm continuing doing that as part of what's taking part of my energy, and I want it to, even though it's hard. So that's also happening. Um, I did tarot cards the other day. Like sometimes I'll draw. Really? Yeah, like Shannon. You have your own. Yeah, Shannon, my best friend, gave me a, a like a pack of tarot cards, and I, you know, she's so funny. Like at the beginning of our friendship, and we've always been just so connected. And uh, she's always been uh, playing in areas where my very rigid, type A controlled personality, like the patterns of my being that I've been undoing. That those, you know, the very masculine do, 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 that type of stuff, you know, I, you know, connect to my feminine more, I I explore areas where that type A part of me would never think of even going, you know what I mean? And, And it's, it sometimes is as simple as her getting me a box of tarot cards, and me pulling a few every now and then, and say, okay, you know, so what I do is, I don't necessarily really, quote unquote, know how to use them or anything like that. But what I like is that they're prompts for deeper self-reflection. So what I'll do is I'll pull out the deck and I'll just just feel it in my hands and just and I'll pick three different, usually three different areas of life. So I'll either I usually will pick, you know, work, I'll pick love 
and I'll pick life, something like that, unless something else sticks out. So like really broad categories. So I'll just feel the deck in my hand and whatever whatever card calls me, the first card that calls me, I'll grab it. And, and that'll be the card for work. And then the next one, it'll be, okay, that's the card for love. Cool. Okay, that's the card for life. And then I just enjoy it because what you do, you flip the card and you, you look at the image and you see what comes up. And then you flip through the book and there's just some insight, some Zen Buddha insight to read and, and contemplate how does this connect to what you are experiencing in your life? What insight is this giving you? And it's so fascinating because I feel like every card, no matter what you pull, would help you just contemplate something useful in your in your human experience and how you're relating to those areas of your life. So I really, I don't do that all the time, but it's it's sort of one of those things that when my intuition calls me to do it, I do it. And it's always like this really little therapeutic experience for me. So I I did that last week and so that's happening, stuff like that. You know, you just said, <clears throat> I'm um, not sure I know how to do it correctly kind yeah. of thing. Like, you know, and then I was like, what are you talking about? There's no yeah. right Funny or wrong ears. way to do that. Like yeah. this is, and it's, and then listening to your description sounds like, you know, exactly what you're doing, which is listening to your inner voice kind of guide you to like make a choice without it being a decision yeah. per se. It's kind of just knowing the way and allowing that way to, take hold yeah you know i did some of that this week this week yeah. i went on a few days road trip just to break up the monotony of being trapped in the house and test drive the van a little bit and um took a lot of country roads nice and just turned down roads i've never turned down before and you know that it's going to be windy and narrow and little don't even know where it's going to end up kind of thing and and took some wrong turns intentionally like yep. i don't know what's down here oh you know and drive around so just getting out and seeing some different scenery and getting lost a little bit and having that adventure come up and like stop at a stop sign and you're like should i go that way or that way i like, love that i don't know don't look at the map and make a decision yeah that way feels right, you know, exactly. and, and just go on with that, you know, and, and that always leads to some interesting, something, something, you know, something to contemplate, something to explore. Yeah. I feel like that's such soul fuel. I've been really making a, a much more conscious effort to get into nature in just various ways. I swam in the ocean yesterday for the first Great. time in a long time. Ocean's awesome. Yeah, that was really cool. I'm normally not a fan of the beach. I mean, I like the beach, don't get me wrong, but it's usually not what I choose. It's not usually my choice for some reason. I more choose the lake. I more choose the woods, um, height, whether it's a tall hike or something like that, views. Uh, but anyway, so yeah, the yesterday it was it was just wonderful, you know. And I think some variety. There's something about variety for me too. There's something it's it's interesting. It's almost like I I like experiencing everything. You know, I don't know if you that makes sense to you, but there's a part of me that likes experiencing everything. As in I like the variety 
and I like the extremity of a single experience. You know what I mean? Like skydiving is a good example of that, but even just a bigger thing. I think about you doing the Appalachian Trail. Like, yeah, I like hiking, but do I want to do the whole thing? Like, holy shit, maybe. You know what I mean? Like that's an experience I haven't had. You know, I probably won't ever do that because I don't think I would want to. But but that's the contemplation here is like I recognize that there's electricity around anything that I have not experienced. Is Do you know what I mean? So anyway, I was just I thinking about that because of yeah. the ocean and the variety there. I, I think I can relate in the sense that I've made a conscious decision in my life that whenever there's an option for something new versus something I know – I always choose something new, especially when it's like a food option. You know, like, oh, I've never tried that before. You know, I'll always try the one I haven't tried before. And I think that that is something in our natures of like, are you curious? You know, do you like do you like to experience new things? And, and maybe when we're not, it's more of fearful decision. You know, like we're like, ah, oh. or maybe we just don't feel like it. Maybe we're just like tired or don't want to, don't. Not, not looking to be experiential, looking to be more inward. Um, but overall, I've found so much benefit as a, you know, when it comes to the whole human experience of like gaining new perspectives and new values, right? Yeah. You're like, oh, well, you know, suddenly you find something you really like that you didn't know you liked, you know? Totally. It's awesome. Totally. Yeah. I'm a big, big fan of new experiences I'm a big fan of new experiences because of that just there's energy in that newness you know what I mean and and again conversely I'm very into depth of experience like I really like both I really really genuinely like both and that's you know shows up certainly in connection and relationship and it also shows up in my work you know my skydiving the way that I am voracious still to this day, you know, over 12 years later for personal development, you know, and yeah, just, I don't know. That's just, I don't know. That's just curious and interesting to me that that dichotomy, that polarity. I love depth of experience. Mm -hmm. Uh, One of the things that's been uh, interesting It's been an interesting journey because I certainly didn't plan it to go in this way. Uh, You know, started off jumping in 1994. It's now 26 years later. Uh, You start off jumping by doing the basics, right? You learn the most basic, like how to exit, how to arch, how to pull a handle, how to pull toggles to land. (laughs) You know, like the foundation skills. And in the in the in this journey for myself what has occurred is have gone from that to like the most the most challenging complicated you know intense version of that that could possibly exist like how difficult could i possibly make it you know so from its simplest form to its most refined complexity but that in itself holds the balance of both pieces, right? Where it's ultimately complex, but ultimately refined at the same time. And now this end of the journey is back to that simplicity again of really, really, really being highly focused on the most foundational elements 
the most basic concepts and skills, but also carrying that refinement into them of going, yeah. how do we do this at its, at its core level for anybody who's never done it before? Like if I'm going to explain this to you and give you this version of how to do this and share it, how can I do that in a way that is now carries the the refinement of the 10,000 jump, you know, 10,000 hours of experience into its most root form. And it's been such a powerful journey to just to consider things in that way to like, take the time to say, here's something that we can, we can say it very simply, you know, I'm going to use flaring because this is, you know, <laughs> right. how do you land a parachute? You pull two strings at <laughs> yep. the same time right? You pull two strings at the same time. Okay. That's it. I, That's whenever it. I'm watching skydivers land, I sometimes say out loud to myself, pull the strings. You can do it. Like, like I'm, co I'm, I'm not coaching them, but I'm like, uh, encouraging them. Yeah. Even though they can't hear me, I'm just like, you can do it. Pull it like a new person, pull the strings. You got this. Sit perfect. Sit still and pull two strings. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it and, sounds so easy right and the fact of the matter is we make it so hard and so complicated and totally screw it up so badly yeah, right. like i can't even pull two strings you know <laughs> <laughs> pulling two strings right oh yeah. sweet fucking lord yeah. <laughs> oh pull the strings talk about a metaphor <laughs> At the same time. Pull them at the same time. This is Pull true. Them at the same time. Thank you. Thank you very much. See, this is why you're the professional canopy coach. <laughs> so for the last year, I've been working with rewriting curriculum and taking this whole 26 years of my own knowledge, combining it with the knowledge of all the other people that I work with. There's like 50 people who work together at Flight One. And there's something we're sitting up around like 800,000 jumps of experience collectively. Okay. And it's something like a thousand years of experience when yeah. you add up all the people's jumping. And so it's this ridiculous amount of experience that's trying to be condensed down into like its most root form. So using one or two words to convey what needs to be conveyed to somebody's ears to express a concept and having everybody's concept and that. So I've been doing this like shift, sifting, 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 sifting and getting root concepts. And mm -hmm. it's so interesting uh, to, and this is getting me back to where the conversation started is this like, I, and I'm losing my point. The it taking, happens. taking whatever this, root idea is something that's really simple and then refining it to something even simpler yeah right to where it's it's so easy to understand in a way that it just makes sense the second that you hear it you know yeah. it's been a this project's been 
a passion, a deep passion project. Because for me, the whole concept of pulling two strings was something I poured my life into. Yeah. Right. Like how how good can I become at pulling these things, right? Yeah. And it, yeah. it's ridiculous, right? It's this beautiful, mm-hmm. ridiculous irony of like, okay, I want to become excellent at this pulling strings thing, and <laughs> right. And, and be the very best at it. And then I'm going to like help share that concept with everybody else. Like you too can pull two strings, yep. you know, and we can do it and do it really well. Uh, and it's been great to have the opportunity to work with so many awesome people to bring this simple, simple concepts to, to light. So I'm yeah. really looking forward to sharing this work in the yeah. near future. Thank you for doing all of that work. I mean, yeah. you are absolutely without question creating work that will make our sport safer more fun for people like it's a it's a powerpoint like a a power uh you know like node in the sport is as this is what i'm guessing obviously i don't know it's not out there yet but i'd imagine that's what it will be is that it will be this excellent piece of uh, and and a like a I'm not articulating this well, but a powerful piece of magnifying both people's safe engagement and through that, elevating their fun, keeping people around longer. Like all of these things will come off people feeling confident and safe and actually being that. So not just feeling that, but being that as well. That's a big, big impact on our community as a skydiving community, but I really contest, and this is how I've felt convicted about skydiving for so long, is that I believe when we access those things, those life experiences of us doing things we think we can't do, of us experiencing ourselves outside of what what our brain would immediately tell us we are capable of, that that colors everything else in a person's life such that the world becomes a better place when people are more joyful and more and more willing to overcome their fear more willing to be thoughtful about what they're feeling and how they might overcome that that is a big big huge huge positive impact and i think what you've created is going to be another way people access that so thank you you know for me the experience of becoming a skydiver and having the sky family and and learning you know to overcome self and overcome fears and embrace the unknown and all the things that come from you know this rich life experience has such a massive value that it's only um the, the least i can do as far as myself to try to give something back to the community and really really like aim at something important you know because there's lots of ways that we give back and i mean melanie you're a huge example of of giving back into the into our family and into the world into humanity and we all know how important how gratifying it is to pour ourselves into something and to see it received by people and see it make a change to see it have a positive impact and as simple as being able to influence a culture in a way where it's going to change the way that we think and feel and act about certain whatever whatever it might be that it's going mm-hmm. to improve our culture and and I wanted to talk on this actually you know I was in the shower this morning 
doing some thinking where we all do. You're like, <laughs> I'm half awake and there's thoughts in my brain. <laughs> right. One of them was about how, in general, what I'm seeing happening in the world right now is a overwhelming desire by humanity to do a better job. Right? Amazing, like, yeah really seeing it so i mean you hear it in in the black lives matter movement you hear it in the movement to protect the environment you hear it in the women's rights Mm -hmm. movement you hear it in the business world you hear it in the education world you hear it everywhere where people are like we know how to do this we know how to do this the right way right we know how to do it for the right reasons Right? Mm -hmm. For the right reasons, for the right values. People already know this. It's not something that we have to figure out. It's inherent already. And and what's coming to light is that we already know that, the inherently, the way to do it. And that we're pushing that into the foreground more and more and more. And what I'm seeing constantly is people fed up with the wrong reasons. You hear what, what is underlying what is people going, this is stupid, or I'm tired of this, is they're tired of the wrong reasons. They're tired of having, knowing that we can do a better job and Mm -hmm. us not doing a better job. And it doesn't matter what the area is. It doesn't matter what the point is, whether we're talking, you know, whatever element of the human experience we're referring to, we know we can hold ourselves accountable to doing a better job. And to doing it for the right reasons. Yeah. One of the things I say a lot in one of the talks that I give on fear and values is that some things will feel harder than we want them to feel. Some things that we that we want to do or that we can do or that we think we should do, whatever, however you frame that for yourself, we it it's going to – some things feel difficult and – on top of that, we can do hard things. We can do hard things. It can feel hard and we can still do it. Like that that concept alone of being like it doesn't have to feel easy or I'm going to wait until I feel really confident or I'm going to wait until I feel really peaceful about things. I'm going to wait until I feel. And now, again, there's always a, a balance to, to this type of sentiment but from the perspective of that we are connected to something values aligned that and you know comes goes back to this very concept of being brave and how do we overcome and how do we take actions through our old patterns how do we take actions through the fear that would try to stop us from doing the things that are quote unquote doing better you know what i mean so it's like things will feel harder than we want them to feel and we can do hard things. And so like just being okay with it, being uncomfortable. We've talked about this a million times, but it's so, 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 it's a core experience in terms of doing great things in my personal experience. And so it's like you talked about the team and working with all these amazing people and and creating this thing that makes an impact from a values perspective with Flight One and your team, and that's amazing. And that's similarly how I feel about Highlight, is that, yeah, okay, on top of the situational and uh, message messages about equality and voting and using your voice, at its core, it's about how do we inspire 
I mean, at our core, we're focused on women, but how do we inspire women and girls to live a bold, brave life of their own design? What does it look like for you to be brave? And it certainly goes to everybody, certainly goes to all people, men, women, every, every human. How do we inspire, you know, and so that's part of what we're doing is to hopefully model that, you know, and, and that's, again, partly why I'm very convicted about finding ways to actually make that work in this day and age. My landscaping guy's driving by the window right now. <laughs> nice. <laughs> Gotta love it. I had yeah. such a huge, there was a giant thunderstorm yesterday. It was so cool. Oh my gosh. I'm, it's, I've been getting nailed every single day here in Florida lately, and uh, it's beautiful. I have to say, um, I'm not a huge fan of Florida as for what the landscape has to offer, but when summertime starts and it's monsoon season, it's the rainy season, the clouds are incredible. They're That's one so of my cool. favorite favorite things ever is how beautiful these giant thunderstorms are here they're amazing i love that Mm. what's coming up that you're excited about um i'm making a change to the lifestyle Uh, i'm gonna sell my house cool yeah that's big yeah and so i'm gonna hit the road change things up a bit yeah um, with in your new van yeah. Yeah. Fantastic. So right now I'm pushing hard to finalize the project so that I feel ready with the functionality of everything yeah. in there to be able to go and enjoy that. Um, I'm a bit challenged because of the state of the world right now. The whole yep. pandemic that is happening is making this concept more challenging. But I feel like my goals are pretty simple, and that's to spend a lot of time in nature. So I should be able to head for the hills, essentially, and and go spend a lot more time outside uh, exercising and enjoying panoramic views uh, rather than being here at my desk plugging away at a project for, there goes my landscaping. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> totally. So, yeah. <laughs> so um, yeah, I'm getting tired of sitting at my desk every day. I've been doing this for quite a while now, and I love working. I do. I really love pouring myself into doing something but my balance has been off yep um with how how much time i need and so i guess for the last 16 years i've spent my summers in norway and this year that's not happening and but that doesn't mean i don't i still need to be in the mountains i still need to be outside and exercising on high you know getting my summer season in and that's been delayed this year so i'm having to work hard to improve that situation for myself yeah i had to do the same thing it's kind of interesting and fascinating that i because i used to travel so much i'd go to the city i'd have lots of stuff going on and that was very balancing for me uh and i would get outside time and stuff but now that i'm not i'm traveling less i mean potentially starting to travel soon but we'll see uh is i'm i'm now in the opportunity of really experiencing new jersey more there's a lot of beautiful beautiful hiking and and water and and ocean it's like there's a lot here that's amazing and i'm actually prioritizing that because it's a necessity otherwise i will burn the fuck out 
on Zoom calls and talking on the phone and FaceTime and just sitting at my desk so much like you. It's I gotta have the balance. If I don't have it, I definitely don't produce at the levels at which I would like to produce. So two two things I wanted to mention in there. One is when everything moves into a virtual space as it has lately, all work has been happening for me or you anyways on the computer. When I get to the end of the day, I don't have the desire to get on a phone call and chat with a friend. No. And it's super hard because it ends up being all work and very little social interaction or personal communication. So that's been really notable. It's like somebody calls me like, hey, how you doing? I'm like, man, I, I just got to get off the phone. You know, I've been on yeah. the phone for eight hours today yeah. kind of thing. And then the other thing I wanted to mention is New Jersey is some of the most beautiful part of the Appalachian Trail. Oh, yeah, cool. Yeah, so <gasps> incredible. Awesome. I highly recommend going out and exploring the sections of the Appalachian Trail that pass through New Jersey because we ran into big, beautiful black bears, like big round butt, like look like oh. the kind of bear that you would run into in a, in a cartoon, right? And <laughs> lots of wildlife. There were deer and birds. There's beautiful lakes. There's awesome rivers. There's excellent stones. There's swamps with the most green and coolest plants and these boardwalks like i will send you some of my pictures from our section of the at and i was astounded we saw honestly we made a point of saying wow new jersey was one of the standout states on the trail so go out and get on there and explore and there's some awesome delis along the way (laughs) nice Well, that is duly noted, and that is definitely on my list. I appreciate it because, yeah, yeah, I mean, it's again, I've said it more than once, but like I'm being called, I need to be in nature more. I want to be in nature more, and I'm gonna, I'm going to be in nature more, period. You know, I know this is the thing is like the old workaholic of yesteryear. Listen, I work hard too. I'm same as you. I love working. I have a lot of energy to work because I'm working on values aligned projects and on values aligned team with teams with people that I love and care about. I'm so so wildly grateful for that. So I have a lot of energy for that. And I know that I'll work hard and over the years I also really 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 recognize what you just said is that if you have no balance social time or personal connection or just having fun for no fucking reason like that stuff matters to the sustainability of my being an absolute excellent absolutely excellent teammate you know person who's doing good work like it's just essential totally essential in my experience so that's why I make sure I go and swim in the ocean I make sure I get out into the trees it's it's just totally critical and I used to feel really guilty about that where like oh I'm stepping away from work oh oh, I should be still working or oh I should be whatever and that's just I don't I don't roll like that anymore I've I've really gotten rid of that I've dispelled that like that voice that used to guilt me doesn't exist in my brain anymore and that's the example of how we can rewire ourselves with enough practice i think you see it in some of the best um collectives i was you know i i struggle to use the word companies or corporations or what i say i'm gonna say collectives because i'm groups of people that choose to work together to for whatever outcome right and so the most productive the most 
high achieving, high delivering collectives of people are ones that take this time to say, I'm going to deliver my best when I fulfill myself in all areas, right? So I can't deliver my best in one area without delivering my best without balancing myself in order to have all areas fulfilled. So if I need to take off for a couple days to go hike in the mountains to be able to come back and put in one amazing work day that really like rings the bell on the top to be like, ding, like that was a winner of a day. It's worth it to take those days to get that big day rather than to just put in five days in a row of eh, 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 like mediocre. Anybody delivers this. This is not a high achieving you know, a uh, high six, high level delivery of self, you know? So yeah, you see that in the very best collectives and it's a, it's a model to exemplify. Absolutely. Yeah. It's, it's, you see this in the highest performers. Like, again, I'm, I talk about this, how I'm voracious for continuing education. I listen to a ton of podcasts. I read a ton of books. Like I am, I am a wildly engaged, ravenous person for continuing education and other voices and just all of those things that help me grow and evolve and be awesome. And you hear this in so many stories of people who are achieving high, high, high level things is that you can only get so far being a workaholic and being someone who doesn't have balance and being someone who doesn't prioritize self-care and sleep. You really can only get so far. The people who recognize that that piece is missing and then they cultivate that piece those are the people that get to the next level in all of my reading and experience and in my personal experience as well absolutely agree yeah well right on my friend is there anything else before we round out this episode (sighs) yeah i'll send out a little bit of gratitude actually because that's always nice to do yeah Um, hell yeah First, I'll send some to all of our listeners who take the time to push play on Trust the Journey and engage and share with Lenny and I on our journeys because this really is just her and I being vulnerable, being being honest, being open, (laughs) sharing everything and just talking about our lives and what we feel and and then I want to say a little gratitude out to all of my friends who have reached out to me to be touch base because you know who you are. You're the ones who send me a message. How you doing? You don't sound so good lately. You know, I've been thinking about you or something told me to call you or, or whatever. The, those, you know, especially at this times when we've all been kind of separated from each other, I really want to say thank you for everybody who's done that. And I've been using the Sam Harris Waking Up meditation app pretty much daily for about half a year now and i am so grateful for that that thing there that app that he created the work that he's doing because it's definitely had a massively positive impact on my life and i can't tell you how many people i've shared it with so that's a for sure that it's a really good thing because i continue to share it over and over and over again with people and just somebody yesterday i was like have you tried this this helps this is good you know so i'm really grateful for meditation and just for everybody who puts themselves into doing work for others that's going to help improve quality of life for each other. So that's a mirror here, obviously. Um, Sending gratitude out, receiving it back, and uh, grateful for everybody out there. Yeah, I couldn't have said it better. 
I have nothing to add. I say ditto. (laughs) Ditto. (laughs) I say ditto. And as always, guys, uh, you know, if you want to connect with us more, just go to the website, go to Instagram, whatever, trustthejourney.today. And we mean it. We say it every time, but we really mean it. We love you. We love you. We love you. Keep laughing. Keep loving. And keep trusting the journey. Love you. 